Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm joined today by one of my OG clients. She coached with me in my one-on-one coaching container, was one of my first group members, and is a member of my 12-month program currently. Tanya Torres from Align Myofascial Release in Houston, Texas. Welcome to the program. How are you doing? Hi, Heather. I'm good. How are you? Good to be here. I'm great. (laughs) I'm like super excited to celebrate with you. So let's just tell everybody what we're celebrating. We are celebrating that you've had a 100k year in your MFR practice. How does that feel? It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Tell me more. Does it feel real? Does it feel real? It does cuz like it didn't just like slide in there quickly and easily, you know, yeah. and it was like even in like I had a lower month in November. I like all year I'm like I'm on track to do 100k this year and in November I had a little bit lower month and then in December I was like watching it every day like Am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? (laughs) And I did. Yeah. And you did. And you even went over 100K, didn't you? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 104 or something. Amazing. So good. Now, knowing that you accomplished that, if you knew two years ago when we started working together that you would get here, like, what would you tell yourself back then? Yeah, I would just say, don't stress about it it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine all the way, every step along the way, and it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it happened. I'm just really excited for you. And I feel like I hold this vision for everybody I work with, but it's really kind of super special for the people that started with me one-on-one to see you guys hitting these milestones. Because I remember like being in the trenches with you, like the tears, the setbacks, the frustration, Mm. like all the things that go into creating the six-figure business that people on the outside, they hear of this accomplishment, but they don't see the daily struggle of making it happen and what goes into creating it. So what do you think is the biggest thing that helped you to create this outcome of a six-figure business? Well, of course, you're coaching and giving me the practical steps and the thought work and the other tools. But it's really just like the position that I'm single. I'm my sole support. You know, if I don't work, I don't eat. If I don't make money. I don't pay my rent. Yeah. So you just have to keep going. It's just a matter of just keep going. Take the next step. You might have to take a day for mental health or whatever, but it's just picking up and doing the next thing. Yeah. I think that's like a good explanation for like what you've done to create this is like you never stopped creating it even when the goal seemed really far away. Yeah. Even when, you know, you were 
in offices or houses that were like not up to your standards, right? But they were like the best decision for where you were at at the time and holding the vision for what was next. Yeah. And that's ongoing. So still doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your journey from where you were when we started working together to how you got and created the outcome that you have now, which is being fully booked. Yeah. So in 2019, I sold my home. I lived in this town for 10 plus years and in my home for 10 plus years and had a practice there. I decided to close my practice and relocate down to South Houston to live with my partner. Very nice home, studio out back. That was in May of 2019. I was building my practice and I think I was doing a little bit of home health by 2020 to supplement. And then the pandemic came and, you know, my business was shut down for a while and then people just weren't rushing to come back after we were allowed to open back up. And then the house that we were living in, the owner decided to sell it and we moved out and we moved out in the country. And my boyfriend had bought this, an RV like the summer before. In 2021, we moved. It was a great weekend place. We'd go out there on the weekends. Well, this became our full-time home. It stretched out longer than I thought it would. I ended up living there for nine months. And during that time, I had did have the opportunity. A colleague of mine, friend of mine, had offered me to share her office that she was in part-time and I could be in it part-time. And so I took her up on that because otherwise I would have had to just close my practice. I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. It was like an hour and a half away from where I was living. So long commute. And then that's when I was like, I don't know what to do. That's when I found you. I mean, I found you through your book and social media and the podcast, but I said, I signed up with you. Yeah. I took it from there. I remember, I remember you coming to me and you're like, this office space isn't ideal. I probably can't afford anything different. I'm living in this RV. I don't like it, but it's fine. You know, it's place to live. Like you had a really good attitude about it. And then you also like the other biggest problem was the long commute and the dependability of your car. Like were all these things going to work in your favor so that you could get to work all the time. And there's this sense of, I've got to figure this out or I'm going to lose my business. Do you remember feeling that way? Oh, absolutely. And it was even more than just losing my business. I didn't know how I was going to take care of myself. Yeah, I'm a PTA, but you know, I'm in my 60s. Nobody's hiring PTAs in their six-year-old PTA anymore. So it's like, what am I going to do? Yeah, which is scary, right? It's like, I think we think, oh, by the time I'm 60, I'll like have everything figured out and I'll just be, you know, like living the high life. And I think for a lot of us therapists, it's like you get to 60 faster than you can ever imagine. I mean, like I'm in my mid forties and like, I feel like yesterday I was turning 30. So I just feel like time just goes faster and faster. Okay. So you get to be 60. You are not in the ideal situation for what you envisioned for your life. You start working with me. What are some of the things that changed the quickest for you when we started working together? I think mindset was first. I don't know that that changed the quickest, but that was at that part of where we had to start pretty early on. I mean, I think even in our exploratory call, you were like, you need to raise your rate by 
And so raise my rate. Who am I? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How did that go for you? Like when I delivered that news to you, like, let's raise your rate 50%. Yeah. I mean, I think I did it looking, I was kind of recalling that the other day, looking back, like I didn't do the thing that you, you say, like, just raise it for new people. <laughs> I feel like telling the people that I have, I'm like, I'm, next time you come in, it's $150 instead of 100 Yeah. <laughs> All of it was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made it hard, you know. And Tell me more, like, what was the experience of hard? Like more like you were resistant to it or it just took you a while to implement because you didn't want to do it because the feelings in your body were difficult? Like what was happening? Yeah, I definitely think feelings in my body, thoughts in my head, technology that trying to get online booking set up was just seemed like this huge hurdle for me. Mm -hmm. And I I don't remember how much I balked about raising the rate. I mean, because we just, you know, I looked at my numbers and it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, if I want to make this much money, then this is what it has to be. And one thing that we didn't mention, I was having health issues as well during all that time. So I had some things to overcome personally. Yeah. The good news is we know this end of the story, which is like you figured everything out. And now we're here celebrating two years later, a hundred K year. Right. Which is outstanding. Even when you don't have obstacles in the way, right? It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. So I just want to point that out because I don't think I can say it enough of like how unusual it is. I mean, it's not unusual in our group. People are doing it all the time. But across the world, I think across the US, like less than 6% of females ever earn six figures in their lifetime. I heard you say that the other day, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah, and you're part of the 6%. I'm one of them. (laughs) And nobody paid you that as a salary. Like you created every one of the dollars. Right. And I think what is even more kind of cool is like you are in your 60s. Like, I just think it's even cooler. Yeah. Also, like if we just think demographic wise, there are a lot of women in their 60s and older that are MFR therapists that could be earning this kind of money if they learn the skill set to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you have to have known your whole life how to do it. Like you can learn at any age at any point and enact, you know, these skills and create this kind of a business. Let's talk about your business a little bit. Like how many clients do you see every week? Like what is fully booked for you? Fully booked for me is 18. And so that's uh, pretty recent that I run steadily at that number, probably since August is when that really kicked in. See, I love that you bring that up too. It's like you weren't even fully booked until August of 2023 and you still had a six-figure year. That's so badass. Yeah. And I also think it just shows how important it is to know what fully booked is for you. 20 clients or less, you're at 18. I love that for you. And that you don't even have to see your fully booked number in order to create the result of six figures. So especially when you've set your rate based on facts and data and you've considered in like all your time off, like everything is calculated in there. How much time off do you think you took in 2023? I want to say it was 2023, three or four weeks. Some of that was seminars. I took off 
you know, a week at Christmas, four days at Thanksgiving. I did a tea for tea in August. That was a week. Yeah, I took time off when I moved. I really haven't yet had like just a vacation vacation. We're going to put that on your list for 2024. It is. I'm just deciding when and where. I love it. Okay. So this is also extraordinarily awesome is like the part where you could take three or four weeks off, whether you went to seminars or whatever, like that's still working. So we're going to work on that a little bit. You're still in coaching with me. So there's plenty of time. And you went and had a tea for tea. How often have you? Yeah, never. That was my first one. It'll, I've been doing this for almost 13 years. And I've, I never did a tea for tea because too much time, too much money. Yeah. How'd you feel going to that this year, this last year? To go to tea for tea? It was, I was still nervous up to leaving. Like, why are you spending this much money on yourself? You're not, you're not in that much pain. La, 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 la. Hmm. I think these are all common thoughts that MFR therapists tell themselves and that prevents them from getting this kind of care, right? How much better have you felt since you did that? It was amazing. When did you go for that? August. It's so interesting that you became fully booked after that. Yeah, maybe even right before it. I think there's something that happens just when you make a decision. Mm Mm-hmm. When I made the decision to move to this nicer, bigger office for more money, my bookings increased. When I booked the T for T, my bookings increased. And there's some shift happening right now with my sensitivity and my intuition and my this week. Like, and I don't know if it's because I signed up for the podcast. I don't know. Maybe. Well, because you're pretty resistant to come on here, right? Which is totally fine and normal. Because until I got fully booked and made 100K, I didn't think, why would I come on the podcast and be a success story? Yeah, I know. I feel like everyone who just even signs up for coaching is like available to be on the podcast because just making that decision is such an opener for the success that's to come. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think about all of you in that way. Yeah. I mean, you've been asking me to come on the podcast for a long time. For years. Yeah. I was like, let's celebrate that apartment that you just moved into that has the granite countertops and the bathtub, right? Like, like, no, that's not a win. I'm like, okay, but I appreciate that you held this bigger vision for yourself of like, I don't want to do that until these things have happened. So I can like fully show up for this podcast. I appreciate that. I mean, I love sharing your win, but I also think It was all the decisions you made, like the decision to join coaching, the decision to stay it, because you've done a lot of coaching with me. You've had long periods of times out of coaching, but you've kind of always been in the vicinity. Do you think coming back and being part of coaching in August helped to create this amount of money like this soon? Yeah, I'm sure. It's really inspirational. And when I got back in and I went back and started listening to the coaching calls that I had missed, it was like the issues that we all face are so universal. You know, like every coaching call, I'm like, oh, this, I'm dealing with this. I need the same exact coaching. And people that you kind of put up on this pedestal, they're still having the same, it's the same stuff for everybody. Yeah. The difference is, is when you get coaching or you stay in coaching, 
you don't have to experience your struggles alone. Mm-hmm. And I think we spend less time romancing the struggle and like staying in it because we think we're alone or we just think there's no solve to it. Or we just think it has to happen this way versus I can just come for coaching or hear someone else get coached and like resolve the problem, make the next decision and move forward. It just, I feel like it just keeps things moving a lot faster. At least that's the experience I get when I get coached and I get coached all the time. I'm like, it is now a business practice of mine to always be in some sort of coaching program so that I'm getting regularly coached to keep my brain clean and to keep myself moving in my business. Otherwise, I'm going to just stall out. I don't know if what your experience was when you were outside of the container. Do you want to share some of what that was like? I think I did okay. I think I was out for a full year Mm -hmm. before I got back in this last time, but I was still applying the principles and taking steps and things were moving. Now, at the end of that, before you announced the new programs, I was like, it was getting to that point, like I needed to get back in coaching. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy that you did come out with the new programs. Yeah, I was happy to have you back. And I think that it can become something where it's just like preventative maintenance for your mm-hmm. business, whether you think you need it or not. It's like having the access to it and being able to just get help when you need it or before you need it is very imperative because our businesses don't just stop having problems. Our mindset doesn't just magically one day become this beautiful land of no issues and no problems, right? Like our brains are just terrible places to be in. (laughs) It's just, it's like a war zone in there. And a lot of times we're not even aware of how bad it is inside. Yeah. Things didn't ease up when I got fully booked and hit the hundred K mark. There's just more, there's just more of everything. And I think what you said about making decisions, that's kind of where my work is right now, like making one decision and doing it and then keep making decisions and keep moving. I think that's my deal right now. Yeah, it's like, don't spend too much time in indecision. Just like, just make the best decision you can with the information that you have and trust that you will know how to make the next best decision. Yeah, that's a good point. Instead of like, oh, I got to make a good decision. Yeah. What if I make the wrong decision? And I, I just realized that this morning as I'm pondering things, like you're afraid you're going to make the wrong decision. That's what your whole problem is. Yeah. And how would you even know? Like, what is the wrong decision? Right. Enrollment for my 12 month coaching program starts January 31st. And to kick things off, we're having a live call that's happening at noon central. So that's right. Mark your calendars off for noon central time zone, January 31st. To register for that call, go to www.themfrcoach.com forward slash live call. During that call, you can ask me anything. And I'm bringing a panel of current coaching clients to spill all the details about what it's really like inside the program when you get coached by me hear their real results, their real struggles, and ask them any kind of question that you have. They're going to answer it. And so will I. When you attend this live call, I'm also going to be giving you a very special bonus when you join the coaching program. This special bonus is only going to be available if you attend that call live. So go and register at www.themfrcoach.com forward slash live call. Block off your schedule for January 31st at noon central 
and start writing down those questions. I'll see you at the end of the month. All right, let's think about future thinking. You're going to go on vacation in 2024. Where would you go? I might go to maybe Big Bend in October. That's kind of where my mind is right now. That's easy to make happen, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just got to plan the time off. I have blocked out all my other time off for the year. I'm going back to Sedona in February. I'm going to do CT and I'm going to repeat an SES. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody else from coaching that's doing both of those things, at least one person that I'm going to get to meet there. That's awesome. What do you think about that meeting people from coaching in person when you go places? What's that been like? Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know, that's how I met Donna. I like her a lot. And then when I went to Nashville back in November, I got to meet a lot of people that were there from the program. So that's awesome. Yeah. We have just have a different mindset than other people. Yeah. And I think it's one thing to be in seminars with people and like seminar bond, like we're all like bonding, you know, Mm -hmm. but when you were bonding on the coaching calls, it's like a different experience. Like you're really getting to know people very intimately. Like you're getting to know intimate details of their life and their experience. And then you get to meet them in person. It's like, you've known each other forever outside of just like a weekend of seminars. Right. Yeah. That's really fun. What's your favorite part about coaching? I think just having that the comradeship and knowing that you're not in this boat all by yourself. You're in the same boat as a lot of people. You know, I'm a sole practitioner. Most of us are. I mean, there are some people that have a practice that they share with other people. But it, it can get really lonely. Mm-hmm. It can get really lonely. Nobody else understands the problems that we deal with. Yeah, it is nice to be able to know like every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can log on and see 40 to 80 to 100 of your colleagues blinking back mm-hmm. at you, asking questions like you get to interact. And I think that is very comforting. I remember driving to my office every day. And like at a certain point of that drive, I would like feel lonely because I knew I was like going to be there by myself all day. Like I would have my clients, but I'm there to take care of them, right? Like they're not really concerned about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like, it's just lonely. And in a way that's hard to explain. I think you and probably people listening understand what I'm talking about. But when you're just working alone all day, even though you have clients coming in, it's a different interaction with your client than it would be with colleagues. And even if you worked yeah. somewhere with other therapists, you really wouldn't see each other all day. You'd be busy giving the treatment, you know? Yeah, the support, just the support of knowing that other people are out there going through the same, same stuff I am. What do you think was the hardest or has been the hardest hurdle for you to overcome on this journey? Technology was a big one, still is. Oh, let's talk about that. Tell us what technology you currently use pretty regularly. As far as my business? Yeah, you post on Facebook, right? Yeah, that's if I get a cancellation, I'll post on there and I'll send out an email. Oh, you send out emails? I do. Okay, great. And then the other thing is, is you have online booking. Yes, massage book. That was the huge thing. Mm -hmm. But that was really hard for me to get set up. Yeah, but was it worth it? Well, absolutely. I can still remember the first time anybody booked online. Yeah. I still get excited. Not it's not as exciting. Still, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, another new client. Yay. Yeah. Isn't that so funny? I think 
that will sound wild to new therapists or therapists that aren't fully booked yet, that there will ever become a day where someone will book and like, it'll just feel neutral in your body. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. And it's like, oh, they had to book three weeks out because that's my first opening. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's like the new hit. (laughs) That's like the new high is like coming from how far out you're booked. Yeah. I love that. And then there's a little bit of guilt. Oh man, I hate that. But no, that's just, that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. It's okay. Yes. And I think that's going to be the challenge for you is to like continually get coached on as that anxiety rises from being so far booked out, like getting coached on that and bringing that for coaching and not letting low level anxiety sit there and create any kind of chaos for you about it being a problem, because that will be the next thing that comes up for you. That's just the next milestone. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, it'll be okay. We'll get through it. And I think for people listening that are like, I'm not even fully booked yet. Why are people so anxious about being fully booked? Just just wait till you get there. Right. Yeah. That was my Do you remember being too. like annoyed with people that were like, Oh, I'm fully booked. It's terrible. Yeah, maybe it was a little, a little annoying. Like, you know, that's my dream. If I was fully fully booked, it'd be great. And it is. It is great. And so you talked about what's been the hurdle. Mm-hmm. So every one of these steps has come, these, this expansion has come because of internal expansion. There has to be this internal expansion of, I have to be able to hold this. That's why I'm not booked out three months. Like internally, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think this comes back to being able to self-coach, being able to evaluate, being able to do thought downloads, like all the skills that you learn inside the program Mm -hmm. and really deciding that that work, the inside job is not passive. I've seen people really resist the thought work and actually like the coaching that I give because they think I need to be out there doing things to create clients. And I just want to argue that, and I will fight for this, that this internal work, this internal expansion is not passive. It is actual action taking. It is part of the strategy to create a six-figure business. And the sooner you create that expansion and the sooner you do the work, the more regular you do the work, the more often, the more you show up for yourself, the quicker you will build your MFR practice. And there's kind of sometimes this disconnect between like, oh, I know how to do thought work. I know how to do a model. I know this or this or whatever. And then just kind of like poo-pooing how important it is. Oh, like the belief work is another aspect of that. And thinking like, oh, I'm only going to build my business if I send emails, if I post on social media, if I have a website, if I go in person, all these places, like you can show up in all those places and do no thought work and grow your business, but it will just take so much longer and be so much more painful than if you just do literally like the belief work ahead of any of those actions that you're taking. Yeah, I totally agree. You've like proven that to yourself time and time again, like sometimes in like these decisions that take a long time to make, it's like, oh, if I just said out loud, I'm trying to make a decision, Oh yeah, right? And you get coached on it. Like it takes one sentence that you hear, then you're just going to make the decision and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's the internal thought work is where it starts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the base for everything. And it will be the thing that for anyone that's deciding to come to coaching, 
it will be the thing that you end up doing the most to create the most substantial results in your practice. It starts with you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if I give you a blueprint or a workbook or the course portal. If you aren't willing to do the belief work or the thought work, I don't know. You might as well just like not do it. Yeah, absolutely. What else would you say has been like your biggest win or something you wished that you knew about before joining coaching? Like, oh, I didn't know I was going to get that result. Oh, so here's what's coming to mind is that, and I've heard other people in coaching say it too, you become a better therapist when you're not worried about how you're going to pay the phone bill or whatever. Yeah. Because when I had my practice before, I was always like three quarters of the way booked and I would, you know, always just enough. And I do believe that I could set it aside when I was treating. But I think now there's just a depth that you're able to get to. Yeah. And you don't have, and maybe that's another, just really more part of another part of the managed mind. Like, I don't know, you're able to be more present. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. And I think when you have a bank account that can support you because you've created that and a bank account that supports your business, you do sell differently. You're less connected to the outcome. Yes, absolutely. And selling lately made this kind of mind shift because I'm still not great at it. I mean, you must be slightly good if you're fully booked. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's the client telling me, hey, I want to go ahead and book my next ones out because I know you're going to fill up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I should have been saying that. But I've been thinking it's more educate. And like, we don't like to talk about salesy, but it's where it's more educating. We're just educating them on how this works and what they need to do to get the benefit. Yeah, you're just creating a conversation with a client and relaying like, I can help you. This is what the help looks like. Do you want this help? Right. And that can come from education. It can come from something like whatever you need to call it in order for you to be comfortable doing it is what I think you should call it. Selling, educating, relating, whatever it is, because yeah, it's so important that we become the expert in the room in that conversation. And we don't leave it up to clients to do the heavy lifting where they're like, oh, should I rebook my appointment? Like we should always be the ones leading. And I think you can take away from this conversation and so can everybody listening is like, oh, this is where like I'm taking my foot off the gas in my practice right here in this sales conversation. So you can just put your foot back on the gas and like make sure that you take the responsibility to rebook the people. Or you could be like, what's going on in my brain at that point of the sales conversation or that part in the treatment where I'm letting go of the expert energy in the room. What's going on for me? Like you can evaluate that and figure that out pretty easily with the tool set that you have. Sometimes like autopilot takes over and we just get into this groove. Maybe people are like rebooking so easy. It's just, this could be the other cool thing that's happening is like, it's just an expectation that people are rebooking at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, of course they are, which is not a problem. Yeah. And honestly, that Almost everybody does. Almost everybody does commit to a package. So right now I'm at the point where educating them on, it might take three, four, five groups of six. That's where I am right now. Like I've got, I, that's where my work is right now. 
and being okay with it taking that long or longer. Mm-hmm. Good. There's like so much room to get coached on that and to grow in that and to feel the same way when you're selling the 20th package of six to someone as you did when you sold the first one that like nothing's gone wrong. It's totally normal and fine. And like, I think going back to this idea that nothing's gone wrong in the belief triad of like you as the therapist, the client getting the MFR and MFR as the vehicle for them getting their results. Like nothing's gone wrong in that belief triad, even if someone's on their 20th package. Mm -hmm. This is like a thing that happens for us. We put the pressure on the result happening quickly, or we feel like the client needs it to be quicker. So then we put the pressure on ourselves and then we don't communicate about it. And then it it just becomes this elephant in the room versus like, yeah, you have had this sciatica for 10 years. It might take a while, like years for this to actually be better. Like hopefully your symptoms yeah. improve quicker than that. But let's say it does take a year or more, but then you get 30 years pain-free. Like when you say that's worth it, I would, I've got that right now and I would pay anything for it to go away. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Overcoming <laughs> that expectation of quick results is challenging. Yeah. It takes mind work. Yeah. Okay. I think it's so good that you've uncovered that. And I would just write that down. Just be like, right now I'm struggling with quick results or this idea of a quick result. And it's more and more prevalent the longer I treat people, or it's more and more prevalent, the longer people have to wait to get in, you know, like wherever the pressure is coming from. And then, you know, specifically what to focus on to not continue to carry that with you. Yeah. What would you say to women who are like you? They're in your age range and they have an MFR practice and they want to create six figures. Is it too late for them? Like, what would you tell them? No, you can make changes, sweeping changes relatively quickly, not overnight. My thing is, yeah, join coaching and just do what Heather says. Just do it. I mean, it's almost like what I say works. This is like my new thing to say to people when they're like, I did X, Y, and Z and this happened. I'm like, yes, there's a reason why I say what I say, you guys. (laughs) But it's okay. I'll say it a thousand times. It's fine. I have my whole life to do it. That's so funny. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. I'm just so excited about your results. And I know when you're trying to achieve a result and it takes a year, it takes two years that that can seem like a really long period of time. But when you think about you've been alive for 60 years and in two years of that 60 years, you learned how to create $100,000 and you created $100,000. And now you'll be able to do it over and over and over again for as long as you want to. Yeah. So does it feel that long when you think about it like that? No. Yeah. It's kind of quick. Yeah, it's really pretty quick. Yeah, it's like 24 months. Yeah. It's not like I went from zero to a hundred, you know, it was like steps. There's a process. And I really do think that now you'll start to see that you make a hundred K quicker than 12 months. Like you'll probably do it in nine or 10 months the next time. Yeah. You'll just make, make even more. Cause now you have the formula down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see what this next year brings. Next goal is I take home a hundred K. Right. Yeah. So now your goal is to create a hundred K of income and you're going to use the mastermind program to do that. What are your thoughts about being in the mastermind? 
Well, that's just like a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's like beyond 100K. So my goal is now to take home 100K. Some interesting thoughts on how to do that in the mastermind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've got all different kinds of strategies in there of how to do that. Second offers, how to scale, like all those things. So that's really fun. We have a lot of time together left. So it's going to be wild. But I'm just like thinking about six months from now, where your business is at with what you've created and how fast you're going to continue to grow. So this is going to be just so fun to watch and engage in. Yeah. There's things coming up still. Like I know that's going to be time for another rate change. It looks like we're moving offices probably in March or April. Mm-hmm. I'll be moving again. I'm a resident in June. So a lot of stuff coming up pretty quickly to navigate. Yeah. How do you feel about your ability to navigate those decisions now versus like before you were ever introduced to coaching? Like that's a lot of changes, right? But it's, it seems like it's no big deal. Oh, I wouldn't say it's no big deal. I still get all antsy and anxious about it, but it's like I can, I can just like bring myself, rein it in. Yeah. It's going to be fine. I'm really good about doing the, the brain dumps, you know, that really helps me to like see exactly what is my mind spinning for me. Yeah. Do you feel like you have more trust in yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a difference too, is like when you might have like this autonomic response of anxiety and spin out, but like at the end of the day, you trust that you know what you're doing. Yeah. My life is so different now. And I was having some anxiety. I was pretty anxious about doing this podcast having some anxiety this morning and as it usually happens when I come in to work and I'm like go to work with my first client you know it's just all of that goes away and then somewhere during that treatment I was just like flooded with everything always works out for me it's fine I love that me too I do love that one of the things that was difficult for you was like not only like technology, but like being seen. What is the difference for you now for like taking this risk, like coming on the podcast, being seen, being seen in coaching? Like, what is that like for you? It's still not easy. Mm -hmm. Does it feel like expansive at all for you? I mean, I do think it takes expansion. Yes. Mm -hmm. For this, I was just like, you know, you're going to sit down and talk to Heather. Heather's going to ask you questions and you're going to answer them. It's going to be fine. Yeah. I'm not all bad. <laughs> and I'm not thinking about people actually listening and or watching later. Yeah, nobody listens. It's fine. Yes, they do. <laughs> and coaching, that's like hard to be vulnerable. And but that's also what I appreciate the most when I see other people willing to be vulnerable. And every time somebody does that, there's something that is released and then a huge step forward is taken. So It's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah. It's wild, like what can be expelled like during the coaching call. And then it literally isn't a problem an hour later. It can be so intense in the moment. And then it's just like getting it out and like processing it. And then Mm -hmm. it's just like not a problem anymore, which I love. I love to see people get through things like that. And it's not a problem if it takes like a week or two weeks or we have to coach on something again. That's also not a problem. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I've learned too is just, you know, once I got fully booked, there there was always this thought in my head of, 
I can't handle it. I mean, what if I can't handle it? What is blah, 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 blah. And something about not being able to handle it. But every day I just got up and I did it. And then I was handling it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can do it because I am doing it. You know, I had to do it to prove to myself that I could do it. I can handle it. Yeah, you're handling it. And I think it goes beyond handling it. Like maybe it starts out as handling it, but like you're crushing it. Yeah. And I think I want you to see that for yourself, like how much you're crushing it and like what happens when you let yourself see yourself in that way. You are crushing it. Yeah. Every once in a while, I can be like, oh, yeah, I can be proud of myself. Yeah. What'd you do to celebrate when you hit 100K for the year? What did I do? You know, I kept thinking I needed to do something. I don't think I did anything special. That's all so wild. What's happening right now? It's like, you guys, this is everybody too. They hit 100K and it's like, oh yeah, it's like not that big of a deal. Like no angels came down and landed on your desk. Like nothing, right? no earthquake happened. I mean, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And I did think you should do something to commemorate it, but I don't think I did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was like at the end of the year, just the holidays. A big thing that I did get to do was I took my seven-year-old granddaughter to the Houston Ballet Nutcracker. That wow. was her Christmas present. And that was a, a little chunk of change. And we just had the best day. I mean, that's a memory that we'll have forever. Both. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. How special. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I was. think that's so fun too. Like, this is the thing that happens when you can create more money for yourself. You get to create these high quality experiences that are like forever. Yeah. That's like forever for her. Mm -hmm. Forever for you. Like, that's so cool. So, you know, maybe that was part of the celebration or just, just to be able to do that and not worry about it. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. Like no big deal financially, a big deal memorably. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I love that. That's really cool. All right. Well, anything else you want to share with the audience before we wrap up? I mean, just if you're on the fence about coaching, just do it and do what Heather says. The faster you do what Heather says, the faster you're going to reach your goals. I love it. Thank you so much, Tanya. It's been an absolute pleasure to be your coach and to get to watch this growth and development and to really know that like you can make sweeping changes, you can handle anything that comes your way. And then at the end of the day, it just comes back to the part you're doing all of like you have all of these external results. But also related to that is like you are helping so many clients get out of pain and get back to active lifestyles. And you are really pushing our industry into mainstream because of the way you run your business and because of how you show up for your clients. And I appreciate it so much at the end of the day to be able to have therapists like you out in the world that are doing this work in this way and helping your clients. So thanks for showing up for yourself and for our industry, for MFR therapists everywhere. And for everybody else out there, you can find Tanya on Massage Book by searching Align Myofascial Release in Houston, Texas. And I think, are you also on the directory? I am on the directory, yeah. And she's on the directory. So find her in those places. And I'll see you on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute and rate and review the podcast. I appreciate it. For more information, please follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach. And check out my website, www.themfrcoach.com 
www.thrivingmomsmindset.com for more information. If you are currently not working 20 hours or less and making six figures in your MFR business, I want to help you change that. Make sure you tune into the show and get on my email list so you never miss out on important trainings and information. To be the first to find out when we are enrolling next for my 12-month Business Foundations coaching program, get on that email list at www.themfrcoach.com backslash join. Inside this program, you'll learn how to raise your rate, overcome objections, and sell MFR. You'll become the MFR therapist that never under-earns and never burns out. It's up to us to make MFR mainstream, and it starts with you and your successful MFR practice. See you next week.